In these bleak days, humanity is at a breaking point. Economies are tanking. The woke mob is canceling everything. And the little guy who's just trying to run a small business is getting screwed from both ends. But not all is lost. Amidst the chaos, two men offer up their voices in the darkness, dropping 2,000-pound laser-guided truth bombs on today's lunacy. Introducing the Sirens of Sanity, David Pridham and L. Bradley Sheaf. Buddy, that song, sometimes we pick songs just because they apply to a news story. Sometimes we pick songs just because we like them. Rarely do we pick songs because we're actively engaged in the action that the song advocates. But that is the case today, as you and I are both with many members of our studio audience rocking around this Christmas tree. Absolutely right, Brad. What an exciting time uh, to be alive. The holiday season is upon us. Uh, you and I are getting ready uh, to wrap up 2022 and uh, roll on into 2023 um, like a like a like a locomotive, like a locomotive. Yeah, out of control, steaming down those rails, but stopping for a moment to rock around the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and listen, one of the things we like to do this time of year is we have our big prediction show where we uh, talk about some of the best things that's happened to us in 2022 and, and some of the, uh, the great prognostications you and I like to make for the, for the new year. We get out the crystal ball, we dust off the tarot cards, um, and uh, we just start, we just start uh, you know, we just start calling them like we see them. And I believe, Brad, I've predicted the last nine winners of the Masters on this very show. I think he, I think you probably have, but since I'm not a big golf guy and don't watch the masters, I can neither confirm nor deny, but my guess is that you're probably right about that. Correct. Um, and so uh, what we do is we dust that off. You and I make our predictions. Then at the end of the year, we'll check to confirm who was right, who was wrong. And uh, of, of course, last year, Brad, we made these predictions and we lost that footage. It's lost, similar to a lot of the uh, interviews after the JFK assassination. So we Strange. won't be able to compare. You know, we, we, can't, we can't compare notes on last year's, but we can make this year's this year's predictions, Brad. And uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think we should just go ahead to it. But first, David Pridham and Brad Chief, we mean business, especially around the holiday season. Um, and uh, of course, Brad, you can learn more about us on our website, ipfrequently.com, where all of your social media needs will be uh, accommodated. There are also great prizes there, swag, and uh, some, some great uh, links to Italian restaurants in the Central Valley. Uh, you can follow us on social media anywhere you get your social media. Uh, at IP underscore frequently. And, if, and we encourage you uh, at, during this first segment to write down what you hear. And uh, at the end of the year, take these notes. Don't, don't necessarily laminate these. Uh, take these notes. And if we're correct, uh, which we invariably will be, um, then remember we were right. And if we were wrong, you probably made an error in transcribing what we said. Correct, Brad? Well, um, indisputably, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Brad and I will both make our predictions uh, over uh, the events of 2023. And Brad, I have a list here we can start with, and then we can go to your list if that makes sense. 
I think it makes perfect sense. All right. Perfect. First, Brad, President Joseph uh, R. Biden, the fourth, a uh, graduate of uh, the great Syracuse School of Law. I believe he was a graduate. Um, One of the questions we always get is what does 2023 have in store for Joe Biden? Will he run again for president in 2024? Will he launch his campaign? And more importantly, Brad, will he remember anything that happens in 2023? Uh, The answer to the question of whether or not he will run in 2024, I'm going to address in a moment. Uh, He will not remember anything that happens in 2023. Okay. And will he make any more great trades like the Merchant of Death, Goot, Boot, Ladut, for uh, that uh, WNBA pot smokers? Is there a second trade in the works here? Because we haven't seen it yet. You and I talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Um, But is there another trade out there? Is there a free agent signing He's thinking about maybe Sam Britton is coming back into the fold and he's clearing up some cap space by getting the merchant of death out from under our prisons. Does he need to put that guy from crypto uh, jail into a cell where he can hang himself? Uh, is there some meaning that we can ascribe to that whole trade? And, and, and if so, is Biden just sort of stringing us along like uh, the great uh, uh, general manager uh, of the Dodgers, Branch Rickey? Ah. Uh. Again, tough to say. I I will say this. If there is another trade that is that terrible, that is available to the Biden administration to make, they will make it Uh, just because that's how they roll. Right. I mean, if there is a mistake to be made, if there is a misstatement to be announced, if there is jackassery to be engaged in, you can count on the Biden White House taking full advantage of it. And so my guess is, should there be a trade where we can release a mass murderer from prison in order to get back someone that is not going to contribute to society meaningfully, we will do it. There you go. So I, maybe we just start clearing out some of the terrorist uh, um, terrorists that we've got locked up. I mean, you know what's interesting is that there's never one of these trades that's um, beneficial, right? It's, it's always let's, get, let's send off the merchant of death or some crazy Iranian terrorist um, or just just just, you know, big, big um, uh, boxes of cash. Um, But it's not no one ever says, hey, let's release O.J. Simpson from prison early or let's, uh, you know, let uh, Bill Cosby come back out and, 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 and be on a hit show, even though I think he is free. So probably not the best analogy or, or or let's say hey hey john wilkes booth is going to come back for one night only shakespeare in the park you don't hear that you only hear these these weird uh trades some pot smoking wnba um i've never seen the wnba i don't know if superstar is right for some arms dealer adnan khashoggi type brad yeah i mean again that's that's how this current administration rolls if they're is a horribly lopsided, non-beneficial to the United States deal to be made, they will make it. They can't help them. I, my, my guess is they can't help themselves. Like they know they shouldn't. And, you know, it's sort of like that last cookie. You're already full. You've already eaten too much. You know you shouldn't, but it's just sitting there and you walk away once and then you walk back past and you could have sort of give it some side eye and you're yeah. like, no, 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 I shouldn't do it. And then the next thing you know, that thing is, you know, right down the cake hole. Right? That, yeah. that is how the Biden administration rolls. Yeah. Or, or you make a great um, you know, batch of turkey meatballs for the boys 
and uh, you're in the middle of a game and it's kind of tense and you throw 11 screen passes in the first half. And you don't know exactly what's going on. You just run the ball into the line and you say, you know what? I'm going to go have one of those dang meatballs. The next thing you know, you've had four of them. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Well, that's, uh, I mean, again, stressful times call for uh, drastic measures. Mm-hmm. So, Brad, I think we're both in agreement that Biden is running again in 2024. Maybe we're not. But the question is, if he doesn't, who is going to be up to the plate? That's the next prognostication we're asked to make. I think it's going to be Biden. But you've got Kamala uh, as the vice president, the former uh, WWF Intercontinental Champion. Uh, you've got uh, that uh, that creepy governor out in um, California who likes to tell people what to do and not do it himself. Uh, good for thee, but not for me, I believe, is the uh, is the old poem. And uh, you've got various Democratic governors like Cuomo. Maybe Cuomo is going to make a comeback, speaking of letting someone out of jail. Um, so I guess, Brad, I, I think Biden's going to be the Democratic nominee in 2024, uh, absent his complete death. Uh, what do you think? Or incomplete death, quite frankly. But, uh, buddy, I think it depends a little bit. I mean, again, you know, let no one be you know, in the dark here, let no one be deceived. These are machines, right? I mean, they're not anyone who thinks we live in a democracy where, you know, the best sort of percolate to the top because their co-citizens are voting for them because they believe that they are, you know, capable and competent. That that doesn't happen, right? So our, our political machines, both on the Republican side and the Democratic side, throw money where they think, they can get wins and, you know, then we're just stuck. You know, your ballot shows up in the mail or you walk into a voting booth and there are just names in front of you and, and you either have to pick those names or, you know, try to hold your breath until you pass out and hope that you wake up in a happier place, which I admit to having done doesn't work. I woke <laughs> up right back in the voting booth, but I, the, the problem is that who is going to run on the democratic side depends on who is running on the Republican side. Right, because if Trump gets the Republican nomination, God forbid, you you run Biden, right? Because Biden can beat Trump, and that that's just he's demonstrated that he can do it. He can probably do it again, and if he's still alive, or if the Democratic Party can figure out a way to, to make us believe he's alive, and Trump gets the Republican nomination, Biden will run. If the Republicans run some capable, competent human being. Of which, unfortunately, there is a drastic shortage, you know, in the political arena these days. But if they are able to find one, then the Democrats are going to have to try and find one as well. And they have a very similar shortage on their side of the house, and so that could be interesting. I have not talked to a single person who wants to see a Biden-Trump, uh, you know, ballot in front of them in 2024. But my guess is if Trump does it, Biden will do it, and uh, and that's what we'll be stuck with. Yeah, I mean, but it's sort of a prisoner's dilemma because Trump's already doing it. And I guess another question is, if Trump's indicted, will he still run? Because that could come this year. But if Trump gets indicted, and that could happen, if Trump gets indicted, that just ups his you know, votes on with his base, right? I mean, because that will be painted on the, you know, Trump in the Trumpian realm as just further proof that you know, he is a threat to all of the things that those who dwell in the land of Trump don't like, and that he was indicted as, as a way to get him out of the way. And that and, and people will just become rabid, rabid Trumpians if that happens. So if you are on the side of the House that does not want to see rabid Trumpism, then you should be against him getting indicted. 
Uh, Republican candidate predictions for for uh, twenty. They obviously have to get going in twenty twenty three. DeSantis, yep. Yep. Tim Scott, great senator from mm-hmm. South Carolina. Nikki Haley with the white white mm-hmm. teeth. I'm going to say it's DeSantis is my prediction. I think mm-hmm. he's uh, tan, rested, and ready. And uh, there you go. He would be a great candidate. I mean, again, the only caution you know I, I might put out there is that you know do you want to expend political capital against you know the trumpians and that is just a weird place right the the realm of trump is a weird place and so it's hard to say what's going to come out of there my hope that it is that in 2023 trump will finally do whatever it is he has to do uh to to get people to kind of go hmm well, like you know like hmm. Like maybe, maybe mm. not, hmm. but he's already done a ton of things that you would think would get people to do that. And they haven't done it yet. So who knows, but buddy, I like yourself. If old Ron from Florida were to uh friend of the show, by the way, friend of the show, yep. if Ron from Florida were to uh, throw his hat in the ring, I think you and I would uh, vote for that hat. Oh, correct. Correct. Absolutely. So there it is. DeSantis is our prediction. Next, Brad, the update and the uh, predictions on uh, the cheating scandals. Of course, you and I have uh, learned a lot about cheating uh, through the year, and we've updated folks on them from the cornhole scandal, uh, where the bags were smaller, so they would go through the cornholes, to the weights, the lead weights being put into pike and perch in the uh, Great Lake Erie, which is one of the largest bodies of water on earth, uh, uh, to the anal beads cheating. Um, uh, One of the prognostications I'm going to make is that cheating is going to continue probably well into the summer, uh, and we're going to see it hit some of the major sporting events. I think the anal beads thing is real. Right. It happened. It allowed for a novice at chess who had never played before to beat a grand wizard okay, of chess, which is the highest level you can get. It's up there with Bobby Fisher. Right above Poobah. Poobah. Correct. Yes. Uh, So, Brad, I am predicting that anal beads will be used and will impact results of major sporting events. The Super Bowl, Brad, uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, perhaps the Westminster Kennel Show and the big Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Challenge on the 4th of July. But I'm simply going to agree with you because I don't want to think about it. Like I, every time we go down the pathway, so to speak, of anything that involves the insertion of objects into one's uh, nether regions, I just I, it, it makes me cringe. I don't like it. I, I wouldn't want to have to go that route in order to win any sort of event, even a hot dog eating contest, much as I love them. And so I'm just, I, for the purposes of my own sanity, yours, our listeners, I'm just going to agree with that prognostication and we move on. Okay. But again, again we both agree anal beads can be uh, determinative in terms of uh, uh, coming up with a winner in everything from Super Bowl you know, football, high level hockey, baseball, Brad, hot dog eating, the kennel show, like tap Mm. twice to turn Mm. left three times, hind legs. You know what I mean? Mm. No, no, I don't. Mm. No. Mm. You obviously have not opened my Christmas gift yet. Have you? No. And no, I'm not going to. Okay. It comes with the control four gift, but that's neither here nor there. Next, Brad. It certainly does. 
punishment in that area certainly comes with a control four gift. As it no certainly doubt does. It. The good news is if they hook it up, Brad, they won't work. Uh, next, uh, an update uh, on our good friend, Kyle Gordy. Of course, Kyle Gordy is a friend of the show, but on a couple of times, he is a surrogate, a sperm donor, Brad. Uh, the question is, will Kyle hit 250 kids in 2023 total gross number here. And uh, also how many child support suits will uh, Kyle be hit with and proven solvent in? I'm going with the under on the 250 kids in 2023, but the over on the paternity suits. That's more than 250 paternity suits. Well, no, I don't know that you said a number. You just said, will he be hit with a large number? And the answer is whatever number you would pick. Uh, probably more than that, but you really can't. Well, I guess you probably could. You could have more than one plaintiff in a paternity suit potentially, but yeah, he's, uh, he's in a risky business there. Uh, perhaps one that uh, the turtle may want to engage in if he's looking not to still be around in 2024. He's another man. I mean, I guess another question is, will anal beads help his business? Probably don't want to go there too much. No, I just, I, I really don't. And again, last honest. time we talked to Kyle, he was in the middle of a thruple, and we have not heard from him, I don't believe, since the summer, Brad, or spring. No, we haven't. We may have to, uh, we have to check on him, see what his status is. As, as I said, he's in a high-risk business, plenty of opportunity for there to be misunderstandings of all sorts in the mm-hmm. business in which Kyle engages. And like I said, it's probably incumbent upon us. It is, it is our moral duty at this point to see if uh, oh, Kyle is okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Brad, I guess uh, uh, the next topic, uh, recent good friend of the show, recent guest, Rob Clark, mm-hmm. of course, the lone gunman who's out there on that wall for all those folks in the um, in the big uh, JFK conspiracy hunt. Will Rob Clark figure out the whole JFK thing in 2023? I'm going to go ahead and take the lead here. I'm going to say yes. He's come a long way. He's already part of that QAnon group. Uh, there's a good chance that Trump will be led back to the Oval Office uh, by JFK Jr. and JFK himself, who we said uh, earlier had a great head of hair on another show. Um, so I'm going to say Rob Clark's going to figure it out and he's going to straighten this whole mess out. Who better to do it than Rob Clark? Completely agree. And I don't know how he can't. I mean, they're opening up the archives, but I mean, the answers are out there. And if you know Rob at all, and many of you do now that he's been a, a guest on our program, he is not going to be stopped. He is the absolute uh, caricature of what the U.S. Postal Service is going for when they say they will not be stopped. However, they are regularly stopped, not Rob. He's going to get in those archives. He's going he's to climb up ladders. He's going to go down into drains. He's going to find whatever he has to find in order to solve this thing. And, and as I said, I will frankly be disappointed if he has not got it solved uh, by the Feast of the Assumption. It sort of, it sort of reminds you of that Indiana Jones, uh, uh, actually the first one, right? The uh, when uh, he sends that uh, was it the first one or was it the? It might have been the Grail where he sends the bumbling museum director off uh, ahead of him, and and he's uh, caught by the uh, crazy New York um, tycoon, uh, and Indy's caught, and uh, with Sean Connery, of course, and the tycoon says, oh, you know, it's easy to find Marcus Brody. He stick, stands out like a sore thumb. And then Harrison Ford gives that speech about he doesn't stick out. He'll blend in. He speaks dozens of languages. He's got connections everywhere from here to the Sudan. Uh, you know, uh, he, with any luck, he's got the grail already. And then they 
they they flip to him and he's walking through some Moroccan bazaar, <laughs> speaking, yelling English at the top of his lungs and asking people if they speak uh, Latin or ancient Greek. Yeah. Yeah. That's a no, that's a, that that scene was scripted subsequent to the scriptwriters meeting Rob Clark. Correct. You're right. You're right. Uh, next, Brad, Megxit is a big thing going on now with the big uh, Netflix series, which I know you are watching intently because, again, as everyone knows here, Brad is fascinated with royalty. Um, Megxit, they've obviously uh, called out the racists and the royal family, the folks that uh, didn't want to protect them or listen to them. Uh, the question is, will Megxit have a political future? And does that uh, include the California governor's office? I'm going to say yes. Well, if they have a political future, and my fervent hope is that they do not. I, they made some kind of a documentary, didn't they? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they made a oh, yeah. thing you've been it's watching just, on Netflix. You've been tweeting uh, me about it. Yeah, you've been tweeting about it. Nice. Come on. You know that that's on there. But I, I mean, just the mere fact that anyone, I, I mean, hopefully most of the people that are watching that, is it available? Is it out? Again, it's it out. Be. It's out. We've talked about this. That, hopefully is just watching it to mock them. Hello. Anyone, who, anyone Hello. who's watching it. I mean, again, these are the people who are, are either saying, oh, we just want to be left alone. Why can't we have some privacy? And then turning around and screaming, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. Right. Hopefully whoever's watching that is doing it solely to mock them. But if they do have a political future, buddy, that future lies in the state of California. Yeah, no, that's 100%. So I agree with you there. And uh, you know what? They're, for the Netflix thing, it's just really pathetic. And for anyone that claims to want their privacy to then have a Netflix show about themselves, it, yeah, it's a little bit of a contradiction. Yeah, if you're currently listening to the show and you're very close to exclaiming F those people, you're moving in the right direction. Correct. And no one can blame you. Correct. Next, Brad, will there be a mission to Mars uh, in 2023? And if so, will uh, the friend of the family be the medic? Uh, I don't think there's going to be a mission to Mars in 2023, much to my disappointment. I think we need to go to Mars. I think it makes sense to go to Mars. I think it makes sense to expand out. And, you know, I've always been a believer in the space program, but I don't think it's going to happen in 2023. But I think the medic goes anyway. Brad, I'm going to say that it is going to happen in 2023, and it's not going to involve any spacecraft. Hmm. If no, you know what I mean, prediction. Yeah. If you know what I mean, I think there I there have been missions to Mars already. If you know what yeah. I mean, I thought I do. Uh, next, Brad, Tom Brady and Giselle uh, divorced in 2022. Will they patch things up? And if so, will it involve a thruple? You and I are experts on the thruple. Will it involve a thruple? Maybe Kyle Gordy. Brad gets involved. Maybe one of the anal beads guys gets involved. What do you think? I don't think they're getting back together. I, I, I don't. I think it's possible that that either or both could be involved in separate throuples. Uh, <laughs> but I think that bridge has been uh, well and truly burned. Tom Brady is suffering for what in you know just one man's opinion was his foolish approach to sacrificing his marriage and family for one more season of football in which he looks like a third rate quarterback. Uh, but he is Tom Brady. And so I could see him slotting into a thruple. She is of course a supermodel. And so there are many thruples 
that would be happy to have her or pending throuples, I guess, potential throuples that would be happy to have her. So while I don't Pupple, see them in couples, current couples that are looking for their third, uh, I, while I don't see them being together in the same one, I, I cannot foreclose that there will be two separate throuples uh, in, involving the, that former couple. I'm not sure what you just said, but I'm, I'm going to say yes, there will be a thruple, and I'm going to say yes, Kyle Gordy will be involved. Uh, finally, Brad, the final prediction of the year, uh, and this is something we have talked about ad nauseum. In fact, folks, I think have reached out to us, including 1030 The Answer in Tampa to talk about, and that is the duck sauce killer. Uh, I'm going to predict that there will be multiple condiment killings in 2023, including ranch dressing and cranch dressing, which is a combination of ketchup and ranch and McDonald's hot mustard sauce. I'm with you in that there will be, unfortunately, at least one homicide based on a condiment. I do not think the McDonald's hot mustard sauce merits it, however. Uh, so I am, uh, I guess I'm 50% of the way home with you there. I think we will see condiment killings, but I do not think hot mustard will, uh, you know, merit such an extreme response. It's just not good. It's not good. You know, what's interesting. You, you never hear about a killing over like something like a bird blanc. Well, no, no, because those killings are, are done by sophisticated, uh, you know, sort of groups. And so you just don't hear about it. Doesn't mean it's not happening. You just don't hear about it. Yeah. I just had like, um, PTSD. Remember the guy that fell into the big vat of porridge that we talked about uh, earlier? Yeah, there? That's, not, that's, not, that's a terrible way to go, but it's not what you're looking for. Not what we're looking for at all. No. Next, Brad, we've talked uh, a lot about the uh, big asteroid that is careening towards Earth. Question, will the asteroid uh, collide with Earth in 2023 and end life as, uh, as, as we know it here on Earth? I'm going to say, I'm going to say probably. I'm going to go, it doesn't matter right? Doesn't matter whether it misses us by half a million miles as it's predicted to do, which seems like a long way, but I mean, maybe if you're a, you know, a NASA guy, it's not, uh, but it doesn't matter because our listening audience all have cable radios. And if you hunker down behind or even within your cable radio, doesn't matter. You, you, you bring in some canned beans, you bring in a fruitcake, which will survive anything, you hunker down in there with your family for, I don't know, a decade, and then you pop back out, boop, you're all set. And for you and I, it's just business as usual. We keep broadcasting. And the upside for us is that the only folks that are going to survive are our listeners because they have these VW-sized cable radios that they listen to. And uh, that's all you need for survival. Yeah, that's that's literally all you need. Good, um, good uh good rule of thumb is if there is a big storm or an asteroid, just stay close to your cable radio and most likely you'll be fine. And if you think about it, Brad, uh, that's how a lot of the uh, American families during the war of 1812 survived the wrath of the British. Uh, they just hung out very close to their um, cable radio. Well, that's exactly right. And now my understanding is that just in time for the, summer vacation period will have fusion powered cable radios. And I mean, how hell you mean you just spend the rest of your life in that thing. It's like a little slice of heaven. Speaking of fusion power, Brad, next to control Four update uh, question for you. Will your garage doors open in 2023? I know you've got a new group in there, but you haven't seen that my gift to you is 48 hours of 
rock star time at your house where they have to spend it tinkering with your stuff. Uh, I'm going to say no. Well, yeah, I mean, in view, I was going to say yes, because the guys I actually have managing the few automated items I have in my home seem to be perfectly competent and quite frankly, baffled at what was done previously in my home. The number of times I heard someone say, well, that just always works uh, was surprisingly. Uh, but I, you know, given your gift and you are, are known far and wide as a thoughtful gift giver, uh, given that gift, I'm going to say no. In fact, I'm going to say I'm going to have to move into a hotel. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. We're on the same page there. Next, Brad, of course, uh, we got a lot of uh, flack last year. You did in particular for the whole um, murder of Betty White thing. And then you uh, made it a little bit worse with what happened with uh, Tony Dow. Uh, but uh, question a lot of people have, and they listen to the show and they like our updates, is um, how is the health of Jonathan the turtle? Of course, Jonathan the turtle is 190 uh, years old. Uh, and, there, and, and a lot of people have said, Brad, do you think he's going to make it to 191? So, Brad, I'll go ahead and turn the floor over to you with the understanding that the folks are there with the turtle defib machine very close to Jonathan. As you, yeah, you need a special defibrillator for a turtle because the energy has to make it through the shell. But yeah, I'm going to say the last we saw of him, he was looking not only well, but feisty. I, mean, I don't know if you saw the expression he had on his face. Looked to me like he was looking to kick some ass. And uh, I'm going to say that he he does make it into the year 2023. But I have it on good authority that he does not what he would choose not to live through another American election cycle. And so, you know, he's going to take up some extreme sports, do some skydiving, um, some naked shark diving, which would be racist if you and I did it, but he's a turtle. So he's all set. And uh, so I, I got to say he sees 2023, but perhaps, perhaps by his own sort of volition, he will not see 2024. At least he won't make it to November. Mm -hmm. So based on that, Brad, I'm going to say that he will be uh, passing away if he's, <laughs> not, morning. if he's not dead already. <laughs> Brad, of course, last year, people have claimed that you were directly responsible for the death of America's sweetheart, Betty White. Betty White from the Golden Girls, Mary Tyler Moore. I believe she did some soft uh, core Showtime shows, Skinamax. Um, but Betty White, of course, passed away after you jinxed her in our New Year's Eve episode. And now, Brad, the latest news and the Betty White update we have is that her former L.A. home, which she lived in for, <laughs> I think, about 80 years, has been razed to the ground by a developer who is going to build a nice home on the lot. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess so, so that would be the end of uh, that. I, mean, I guess also the developer would seem to believe that Miss White was not already living in a nice home. I mean, or, you know, to phrase it that way is say we're going to tear this sucker down so we can put a nice home here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's a there you go. Yeah, uh, next, Brad, I want to mention in RIP report that Stuart Margolin has passed away. Stuart Margolin. I'm going to perhaps show my lack of pop culture education here by revealing for all of us that I don't know who Stuart Margolin is. Stuart Margolin, of course, is the Emmy Award winning actor who played Angel on The Rockford Files. Oh, ho. Mm -hmm. OK, I did enjoy The Rockford Files. 
In fact, most shows with James Garner were, you know, generally speaking, enjoyable. Except for the one about that notebook. Except for the one about that notebook. Yeah, that one I didn't even remember. So that's oh, probably, you're probably right about some that. movie with the guy with the snow globe. Movie with the guy with the snow globe. Good lord, exactly. yeah, I haven't seen it. But uh, yeah, so having now been educated on who Stuart Margolin is, uh, you know, first of all, rest in peace, obviously, and uh, he will be missed. But fortunately, we live in a in a day and age where if you want to see him perform as Angel in the Rockford Files, that is readily available to you through any number of streaming services, and perhaps it's even the right thing to do. Yep, I I, I completely agree. Uh, next, Brad, a big shakeup. Uh, in uh, in terms of the uh, 2024 electoral map, um, as you know, the Democrats won the uh, Georgia runoff. Surprise, surprise. Herschel Walker, who was warning people of werewolves and warlocks, did not win. Um, and uh, the Democrats held that seat. So they have a 51 to 49 seat majority in the Senate. And the day after that, uh, uh, Kristen Cinema. The uh, firebrand moderate from Arizona quit the Democratic Party and uh, launched an independent bid for reelection. Joe Manchin may soon follow. Um, so it sort of throws control of the Senate up to the wind, if you will. Uh, so I think interesting times. It'll be interesting to see what happens there uh, in the Senate as uh, a lot of decisions about who's going to caucus with who are going to be made in the coming weeks. And Herschel Walker, Brad, will not be a part of it. Well, no, but I mean, at least at this point, we can send Herschel back out there to protect us from mythological evil, which someone's got to do, and he seems like the right guy for it. It will be interesting to see what happens in the Senate. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know why the Democrats feel as though, and they, and they seem to be somewhat up in arms about this, what Senator Sinema chose to do matters. Right? She's like, she didn't generally vote you know, just in a, in a, as part of the Democratic bloc anyway, neither does Manchin. So, I mean, you know, it's sort of a distinction without a difference at this point, what party she claims to be part of. But as Buddy, you and I have talked about, it doesn't matter anyway, right? I mean, it, it, you want to talk about the ultimate, you know, just gridlock in our government. You've got a Republican-controlled House. You've got a nominally Democratic-controlled Senate. You've got just the world's most incompetent White House, anyone hoping for actual governance is, uh, you know, whistling Dixie, my friend, Dixie. Yeah, I mean, and, and it makes you think of the old song, it doesn't matter what you wear, just as long as you are there. So come on, every guy, grab a girl everywhere around, around the world. world. Yeah, indeed. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting, though, because the House is going to be, uh, they, they're still working on who's going to be the speaker. Um, but the Republicans are going to control the House by like five votes. The Democrats in the Senate now lost their 51st Democrat. Um, they actually have two others that are independent, but they caucus with the Democrats. So if she goes and caucuses with the Republicans and Manchin flips, then, you know, you're looking at a Republican Senate by one vote. So big, which I doubt will happen because I think she'll probably still caucus with the Democrats because she does vote with Biden off a lot of the time. But uh, it's interesting. And it just shows you how dysfunctional um, Washington has become, right? I mean, she's actually a senator who's middle of the road, who looks to get deals done. And that's what you, that's how the Congress was built. It was built on compromise and no one ever gets everything they want. And, um, and she has to leave the Democratic Party because she would have lost the primary 
uh, and, um, and and running as an independent. And the ultimately, what this does, I think, also is it throws the Arizona Senate race in 2024 into sort of a toss-up category because if she's running as an independent, she's going to pull a lot of Democratic votes, and it probably gives the Republicans a chance to take that seat. Of course, Brad, they'll probably nominate a witch or a warlock, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, the Democrats will finish one too. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it, our, unfortunately, our two-party system is a disaster at this point. As you and I have discussed, I hold to the position that that's because we have developed over the last, you know, 100 years or so, a professional political class, folks who look at politics as a career, as a money-making venture, as opposed to the founding fathers who just wanted to go to Philadelphia, get shit done and get out of there, um, which would be amazing if we could get back to that. We never will at this point. But yeah, I mean, neither of our two political parties that have, you know, the, the wherewithal to get people elected are worth a damn. And you say, well, OK, well, you know, let's let's broaden it out. Let's go to a multi-party system. Well, then you're Italy, right, where, the, you know, since World War II, they've had, what, 45 governments, 50 governments. I mean, that doesn't work either. I, I just but it is frustrating. And, you know, and the problem is this would all be fine if the folks that we sent to Washington just, you know, sort of stumbled around there and bounced off each other and said, sent out mean tweets and, you know, that's all they did. But the problem is they actually get in the way of commerce, right? They get in the way of regular Americans who are skilled and capable at their jobs of being able to do their jobs because we keep having to fund them sending out mean tweets and promising to use, you know, wind to power cars. I mean, it's just, it's, the whole thing is frustrating. At the end of the day though, Brad, it's truly about priorities. Well, my, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those uh, are. Yeah, n- neither do I. Next, Brad, some positive news from the election of 2022. Looks like the Republicans are going to take back or have taken back the House. And, uh, Kevin McCarthy, of course, from California, is trying to become speaker. He's going to beg and grovel for the votes. He doesn't have them yet. But he said one of the first things he will do is strip Ilan Omar. Ilan Omar, of course, the uh, the uh, per, per, I think the perpetrator, uh, certainly a member of the Taliban, but she's a member of Congress, too. Um, he will strip her of her um, classified position on the Foreign Affairs Committee and of other committees where she has uh, privy, where she's privy to confidential or, or you know, trade secret information of the state, if you will, national security secrets. And uh, and, and so he's going to uh, he's going to remove her from those committees. So that seems like a positive, uh, a positive start. Yeah. Well, I mean, but we've talked about it ad nauseum here on everyone's source for news IP frequently. And I, I just before he's even the speaker, before he even has potentially the authority to do something like that. McCarthy is already planning to take steps. They're just going to come back and bite his own party right in the old ass. Right. I mean, so now what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to take power and we're just going to start stripping people of their uh, positions on various congressional committees, because that will never happen to us. Right. When the other party then regains control, which inevitably will happen. Right. I mean, well, especially with a five seat majority. Right. What could go wrong? Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? And so, you know, I mean, eventually there will be no I mean, maybe the upside, but is that there will be no congressional committees because no one will be able to be on them. 
because everyone will have been stripped of their ability to be on said committees. Here's an idea. Whoever becomes the Speaker of the House, hey, let's govern, right? Let's look out at the legislature and legislate, right? let's, Let's see what the people of the United States need. Let's pass some laws that might help with some obvious problems that we have. Right. Let's 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 do that. Um, but I, I don't think, unfortunately, that's going to be the case. I think McCarthy probably is going to start taking uh, committee seats away from members of Congress, doing it entirely on party lines and then putting on a shocked and dismayed expression when the Democrats inevitably take over and then remove him from <laughs> all of his committees. So, I mean, it's just I mean, the lunacy of these people is nearly incomprehensible until you just remember who they are and where they came from. Mm-hmm. Next, we're at a feel-good story. It looks like we're finally getting to the bottom of the Amelia Earhart disappearance. Uh, the, uh, the 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 big I mean, remember she she her plane went down somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, I believe, in the mid '80s, and since then, no one has found uh, hiding her hair of her hiding her hair. Any trace? Yeah. Hide her hair. Well, well, yeah. Any trace of her hide or hair? Well, apparently in 1991, an aluminum panel was found washed up on the shore of Nikamaruro Island. And this panel washes up and then they decide that it's potentially part of the uh, Amelia Earhart uh, plane. Right. I guess there was okay. a patch that was put on the plane uh, at some point and the patch was um uh, part of a repair that was done when she was in the middle of her around the world in 30 days deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they have now taken this aluminum that they've apparently had since 1991 and they've analyzed it using new techniques, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. new, new tech, which we're coming up with new techniques all the time. All the time know. for analyzing floating aluminum. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently um, this, these new techniques, they found the letters and numbers D 24 XRO and either 335 or 385 etched onto the panel. And this, of course, again, was on Nikamuru Island in the middle of the um, of the ocean there, the Pacific Ocean. Uh, yeah. And so they've got these letters, right? And, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking that this is part of her plane and these are her etchings on the aircraft. Now, what they mean is another thing entirely. I'm not sure, but they do when they look at them. Uh, they do seem to correspond with plays that were called in the Bills Cowboys Super Bowl in 1993. Uh, so that's interesting. Um, but uh, it looks like the, 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 this is actually helping us get one step closer to potentially rescuing Amelia Earhart and bringing her home. And let's hope that happens, buddy, because she is sadly missed by her friends, her family, and adventurers everywhere. Uh, my guess is that as she was floating in the ocean with her compatriot there, that they were using this last piece of aluminum to perhaps play bingo. And I don't know whether either of them won, uh, but I'm glad we found it uh, because it certainly gives us a sense that they were at peace with their situation right up to the very end, just enjoying a nice friendly game of bingo uh, before both were consumed by perhaps an orca or a giant squid. Mm-hmm. Or a Caspian seal. Yeah. Uh, Caspian seals will occasionally foray into the Pacific mm-hmm. uh, in search of new math algorithms they have not yet learned uh, and are vicious when hungry. Well, so now they're in the middle of this new type of review 
an analysis of this panel. And I, I mean, I assume even if they find out that it is from her plane, I'm not sure where you where you go from there. Right. I mean, where do you go from there? What do you do? Well, you got to find the rest of the plane. I mean, you 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 figure out how that panel floated to that island. You follow the prevailing currents, winds, the occasional nudge by a sea creature. You backtrack that using modern techniques. Again, same sort of modern techniques that we have for this aluminum panel, you find out where that panel started from, you know, where it ended. So now you just have to find out where it started from. And my guess is the rest of the plane is going to be right around in there somewhere. And uh, with any luck at all, Miss Earhart will be in a rubber raft still with her bingo cards and chips and uh, we'll bring her on home. And so that's it. Others say they just crashed into the Pacific and never to be heard from again and eaten by a giant fish. Others say that they were um, made over to Howland Island where they were food for cannibals. So again, um, none of that sounds good, buddy. None of it. None of it. None of it. None of it it is. Yeah. They lived happily ever ever after. But I assume there's still a chance. There you have it. Uh, We've solved yet another problem. And you will find us doing exactly that right back here next week on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth. You're welcome.